Today is July 19th. We are in Los Angeles for the All-Star Game and Home Run Derby, and I gotta talk Soto rumors. So let's talk all about those. Talking it with old John Boy. John Boy Jake. Recaps galore. Hello and welcome to Talkin' Yanks, presented to you by SeatGeek. You can get yourself a pair of SeatGeek sunglasses right now and $20 off. SeatGeek tickets, not sunglasses. These are Shady Rays. Those are Shady Rays. We'll get you. Mixed we'll, up. We'll We're get in Shady Rays studio. We'll get you tickets at SeatGeek. They're the geeks with seats, Jim. $20 they off. They hate sunglasses, actually. You think so? They do tickets tickets and they show you the best tickets their app is super easy to use the green means go if you know how to drive around the united states there's a good chance you know how SeatGeek works and they're giving you 20 dollars off with code yanks with your first SeatGeek order all twisted up my bad watching these guys do construction on that house is pretty cool yeah that yeah. house is gonna be badass it's probably gonna be some helicopters that fly through that's yeah. a loud noise whatever that was just kicked Just all of LA? What is that noise? LA just turned on. We got a sharp stats we're gonna want to talk about, and I I truly want to talk Soto stuff. Uh, uh, sometimes I run away from big trade rumors and all this, but I am uh, on the complete opposite side of the fence than I am with the other trade rumors and stuff. So I'm excited to talk about that. Most importantly, Jake, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Out in LA, uh, home run derby. It was fantastic, great sporting event, uh, kind of chaotic. Uh, if you guys haven't seen the clip of our, our guy Peter Moylan uh, making an all-time catch at the Home Run Derby, you have to. Uh, unreal. I will say it was almost like too rowdy. Like the people in Denver, we went to Denver last year, and I guess we were in the middle of the row, so maybe we weren't near the aisle. Just more open space, because that's the third oldest stadium, so the aisles are tight. Yes. The, the rows are tight. The concourse is tight. So it's just tighter. And, like, the security was kind of not... Like, if you were in the building, they kind of let you operate. <laughs> it's a cement mixer truck slowly driving up the hill. Oh, two of them. Two of them. They're going oh, to get closer. That's so funny. Are bad. It was so quiet. That's so quiet. Um, the Omen Derby was a blast. Excited for, we're doing our All-Star Game event. Excited for the All-Star Game. And it, this could end up being Soto like weekend. Like, wins the Derby. All the rumors about the trade stuff. And then is a trade actually going to happen? Like, I, if I had to place a, a bet, DraftKings, later add. Like, Soto MVP. Like, I think... I think 23-year-old Juan Soto just heard his name being like, this 23-year-old turned down $440 million, and now, oh, we've got to trade this guy. <laughs> well, I think he's going to be like, well, yeah, there's a reason. And he, I think he's showing us. You think he's going to win MVP of the season? All-star game. Oh, okay. That'd be cool. Yeah. They're going to give it to Pools. 
Like when they gave it to Mariano his last year. Mariano was good. Yeah, but I mean, it was one inning compared to like all the other stuff that happened. It was very, it was a gifted all-star game MVP. Uh, Albert would have to get a hit or something. Yes, I think if he gets one hit, they just give it to him. I don't think so. And I don't think he's going to. You don't think he's going to get a hit? No. No. Face the lefty, crush it. And then we watched the Jeter doc, and I think, I just want to let people know, we plan on doing separate reviews of the Jeter doc, not part of Talking Yanks, but probably on the YouTube channel, bring Joes into the mix and do some little post-Jeter post doc shows. So none of that today. We got a Sharp Stats and Soto talk. And I like a Manny Machado update, which I find interesting. Let's get straight into Sharp Stats. It's about the base running, Jake, because the base running's been good. Okay. Play it for us to listen to. Hey guys, Queen of Stats, and this week we are going to talk about the Yankees' improvement in base running. Now there's a ton of good, there's a little bad, uh, but overall I think you have to say it's a win. Um, so let's start with the good. So as you guys noted in your last episode, the Yankees have 63 stolen bases this year, which is tied for third most in MLB. And last year, they had 63 the entire season, uh, which was 20th in MLB. And it's not like they're just running wild. Uh, this year, they have an 82% success rate, which is fourth best. And last year, they had a 78% success rate, which was league average 14th in MLB. And just to put that into perspective, Sangress has a uh, value metric called weighted stolen bases, which just basically puts that into runs. So the Yankees have three-point runs contributed with their base stealing, which is third most in MLB. And last year they had zero, which was about league average, 16th. So nice job there. Now we know one of the uh, one of the most frustrating parts of last season was all those outs they made at home plate. So last year they had 22 base running outs at home, which was eighth most. This year they've got just eight, which is uh, 16th most, so about league average. The other frustrating part of last season, as we all know, was the double plays. And Fangrass has a, has a value metric for that, too. Um, so last year, they had negative 11.4 runs lost with their ability to hit into double plays, which was last in MLB. This year, they're at .5 runs, which is 15th in MLB, so about league average. So good job there, guys. Now, there is a little bad. Uh, they are Their ability to take extra bases, their extra base taken percentage, is just 38% this year, which is 25th. And last year, it was 36%, which was also 25th. So not much improvement there. Um, but I do want to end on a good note, and this is what I think, a stat that basically just encapsulates the entire Yankees season this year and the turnaround from last year. So this year, they have scored 35% of their base runners. Now, obviously, this is a stat that does include some hitting, but it also includes a lot of base running. So 35% run score percentage number of times the base runner scores, which is first in MLB last year, 28% of times a base runner scored, which was 29th in MLB ahead of only the Pirates. All right, guys, talk to you next week. Okay. This episode, we're talking base running. It was a combo on the air in one of those last games against Boston. Uh, you tweeted about it, about the base running, everything uh, is there. I think that we'll go over these stats individually. The biggest grand takeaway for me is the Yankees aren't a plus base running team this year. 
they're just not awful. Like they went from they went from the worst in the league to just middle of the pack, and the differences that that has shown on the field and the results is visible. So for base running, the stolen base thing is wild. Um, to match your full seasons of stolen bases from last year before the All-Star break. <laughs> it's the game before the All-Star break. But still, it just shows how much of a change and emphasis they put on that. And we know they did this throughout the organization. Like, go check out the Yankees minor league stolen base numbers. Like, they're going nuts. They hired, like, a new minor league or a system running coordinator. That might not be the official job title, but they have. Um, and the stolen base thing, this has become a weird thing I've started to use. Stolen bases are everything that goes into the pot. I call them lottery tickets and how to win a Major League Baseball game. If you can steal some bags, that gives you a better opportunity. That puts you in scoring position. The Yankees did not believe in it. <clears throat> they just didn't. Uh, whatever they believed their system and numbers to be in the front office, they thought everything else was more important. And I think these numbers, looking back at last year, especially I got shivers when Katie Sharp Sharp Stats mentioned the double plays. The double plays were so bad. And we were sitting there, because at first we were like, okay, every team probably hates their double plays. Mm -hmm. And then we looked at the stats and we're like, oh no, they are really bad. And everything made sense, because nobody could run and everyone hit the ball hard. So when Stanton hits one in the ground to a third baseman, double play. Um, Gary Sanchez, Giorgella. So... Up and down the Yankees lineup, there isn't a ton of speed. I, I guess I guess what still scares me is, could those double plays come back? I don't know. I don't. They just seem they have a bit more speed. They're more aggressive. And I think that they have different at-bats. Like, stands, yeah. stands that guy. He can hit it hard at a fielder, which can turn into a double play. But last year, Voight, Gio, and Urshela just – and DJ, if he was rolling over everything and right. going to third, those four felt like if they hit it hard and it, or, or soft, like if they didn't get it over the infielder's head, it was just felt like a double play because they were slow. And how many Yankee innings last year were there a walk or two walks and the pitcher didn't care because basically – you set up the double play ball, which the whole lineup was double play candidates. And it felt like there was a ton of games last year where pitchers were just kind of nibbling. And if they got the calls, then they would be up 0-2 and attack the hitters with breaking balls outside of the zone or high fastball, whatever. <clears throat> and then if they got behind, they weren't afraid of walking the Yankees. So that was kind of the weird embodiment where, remember, like, everyone, you couldn't point, like, direct fingers at guys and be like that's why this Yankees team is bad like guys were kind of getting some of their numbers last year but as a whole the it whole. just was not yeah. there yeah so the the base running has been good and you know Phil Nevin was was very nice to us um there was a while where his sends got a little bad I know we talked about some I outs think at home but it was also the personnel. Like, he right. had the slowest team in baseball, and he was trying to force errors, and it was like, well, no, it's, it's not even an error. Um, what I found interesting was something at the end there with, like, the conversion rate of... That last stat. That right? last stat, 
the Yankees are really good at if they get runners on base, converging those into runs. Because I haven't done this this year yet. I do it on talking baseball a lot. It's like a little nugget I give because every baseball team's fan base says we stink with runners in scoring position. We're so bad because they think that the numbers should be way inflated than what they are. And I like always going and looking and saying like, actually, your team's pretty good. You don't right. get to complain. Last year, the Yankees, and what I do is I just t- runners in scoring position, RBIs, because that's the main thing. You can do hits too, but like on base percentage, like, but did you score the run? That's the most important thing. Last year, they were third worst out of 30 teams at scoring runs mm. and plate appearances, one runners are third worst. So we had the right to complain. This year, Jake, they are fourth best at scoring runners that are on base. So we kind of, as Yankee fans, cannot be a team that's saying, we stink with runners in scoring position. They've been pretty good. And if you want to go to just and Jim, I, on base, I, I, like moving the baton, they are 10th. Like I, and the RBI stuff is interesting. Like OPS has become a popular stat. The Yankees are second in mm-hmm. that, and they're, it's zero zero one points off. So... Uh, RBI, you're right, it's good because that's what we're trying to do, right? You're trying to get the run home. But that also, like, they have uh, about 30 less at-bats than the the team ahead of them, and they have one more RBI. So there's an argument, and I think that's the actual stat that Katie gave us, that the Yankees and what they were doing with runners in scoring position, and I, I, I would love to... I mean, I'll, I'll get into some number or a couple numbers right now, but their slugging is the highest in baseball with runners in score. Runners not runners in scoring position. I mean, every judge stat is good this year, obviously. Um, uh, DJ's numbers with runners in scoring position, I have to assume, are good. I'm going to bring those up. Rizzo, uh, I'm I'm going to assume he's doing well. What there, do you want? So. I have it right here. What do you want? This is just with men on. I switched, but if you go runners in scoring position, Yankees, we have. OPS. Wrong. I mean, Carpenter, a two-dot OPS when runners are on. Matt Carpenter. <laughs> He's is, got seven home runs. Illegal. I mean, I guess, okay, so this is a great example. Stan, who we've, Stan's numbers, the home runs have been there. Everything else has just been a little wonky. It's something I've wanted to bring up. Uh, yeah. I, I forgot to bring this up two weeks ago because I was on Stan's page. His batting average with runners on is really good. It, he's almost at a Corey Seager for the Mariners, or or Kyle, uh, Seager. Kyle Seager for the Mariners last year splits. Like, I want to go into his individually. But he's got a 284 batting average and a 364 on base, Stanton, when there's runners in scoring position, which is – his batting average is bad this year. Right. Uh, a couple – I mean, Trevi's numbers are really good. He's hitting 340. Uh, Donaldson has a high OPS. The other numbers are, are, are a little off. IKF's numbers are good, 323. DJ, this is a wild card that I don't even know what you do with it. He's hitting 216, which you're like, okay, that's not DJ LeMahieu. It's a 397 on base. So I don't know if that's just kind of Two, DJ. 294 slugging. So that's it. So that's, let's let that one linger. For I a would circle more. that for the second half and say, kind of what's going on there? Because uh, those aren't DJ LeMahieu numbers. Um, although the on base percentage is really good, but. It's, it's also bizarre, and maybe maybe it's just kind of fluky and will level itself out through the year, but uh, of note. Is there a chance he's, like, leading the team in sack flies or something that could be hurting batting average stuff? Can give a look. Maybe. Look know. at this, though. Stanton, 
With runners in scoring position, 284 batting average. With no one on base, 222. Uh, with runners in scoring position, 364 on base percentage. With no one on base, 300 on base percentage. The slugging with runners in scoring position is 635. Without is 451. 999 OPS with runners in scoring position, 751 without. So he is a completely different hitter this year if there's a runner in scoring position. Almost like he's finding a, a, a locked in zone that he can't find. He's standing. Without he's over the regular season. He's ready for October. Okay. Runners like in that. scoring position. I like that. Nobody's so, on. <laughs> we wanna, we I don't want to run the bases and ruin the base running stats. That's true. We got we got a little bit away from base running. Yeah. Because I think I do think converting with run, the runners that get on is more offensive sure. uh, in the box stat than base running. But where do we they have team? I mean, what are the significant changes? I mean, I, IKF grades out as a good base runner, right? He does. He, um, IKF, like all of his war comes from his base running. He has a lot of steals. The Yankees are fourth in steals this year. Tied for third. Tied for third? That's insane. That's insane. That is insane. Because who's, who's a stolen base guy on the team? I'm trying to find it. I know IKF has some. Glaber has some. But, like, there's usually a guy on the opposing team that you're like, okay, if that dude gets on, he's stealing, he's their guy. The Yankees don't really have that. I, I know, you know, some, some of our people that are more IKF stands in the office than Kiner's us. Kiner's got 13. Stolen bases. He, uh, I, I think that's that slowed down a little bit. I feel like he was on a more aggressive pace earlier in the year. We'll, we'll check that out. But it's just balance. Like, look how many the Yankees have. How many guys between Hicks has nine? Good for him. Judgey with eight and no caught no stealing. No caught stealing. Hundred percent success so rate for Judge. Tilo with six. I guess he's Two our at the he's end our there. loophole. Rizzo uh, with six. Glaber with five. DJ with four. Rizzo and Tilo. Anduhar with three. I love Speedy Anduhar when he comes up. Kiner Falefa, all of his war, we were, me and you were looking at this, right, BBD? Or someone was? It comes from ba extra base, or me and Max Manis was. It comes from um, extra base taken. He's like fifth percentile for that. So if it's a single and he's on first, he's going to go to third. If he's on second, it's a single, he's going to go home. Stuff like that. Let's see his stolen bases, Jake. They, he had two in July, early July. Um... Yeah, they're not like in bunches. So I, I, I guess because he doesn't get on base in bunches. Yeah, he he can be streaky. So that's he. Quick math. So he had ten stolen bases up until June seventeenth. And he has thirteen on the season. And he's got thirteen. So I'd, I'd have to do the math on that. I I don't know. I mean his his speed has been as advertised or even even slightly better than I I think I was expecting. Yeah. He's got the hustle. Um, base running miscellaneous. I want to look at one more thing. And I, I, I think, I, I feel like we did this earlier on in the year. The Yankees base running, A, they change the whole mentality, and you can see that in how they operate. And then when you go position by position again, like Trevino running the bases over Gary Sanchez is, is better. I mean, it's it's... It's not an upgrade that would Marginally change. Marginally better. It would, yeah, but it, it wouldn't change your team's numbers. Anthony Rizzo is actually a, kind of a significant upgrade to Luke Voigt, base running-wise. I, 
I, I enjoyed the Luke Voigt times. I will remember him with a smile. He hit really well. My joke for a while was whenever he'd hit a grounder and they'd watch the throw go across the diamond, he was three steps behind where I expected the base runner to be. Luke Voigt is not a good base Do you know the Rays are horrible at base running this year? They're like an anti-Rays team, dude. They're horrible. They play bad defense. Look at this. They're bad at base running. They have the most outs at home with 15. They have the most outs at third base, or second most outs at third base with 10. They have the most outs at second base, 16. And then this means pickoff. They don't get picked off that much. Good. Jeff. They have the most outs on the base yeah. passes in major leagues. They've been caught stealing third base five times. Mm-hmm. So, base running's been better. And and I think the main point is, don't be the worst in the league at something. Yeah. If you're trying to be an above-average team. Because they didn't go from bad to good. They went from bad to medium. And that has been a world of difference as far as scoring base runners. You can see it. Yeah. You, it, it's, it's been one of the more visible things this year. So, um, All right, good let's, job, the Yankees. Let's pivot because I want to bite into this Soto story mm. just like I want to bite into a nice Bear Burger. There you go for a Bear Burger. Bear Burger, there's a local one in the town I live in, uh, or at least within delivery range. So I get Bear Burger a good amount. Uh, and there, exotic burgers are back. Elk burgers, ostrich burgers, and bison burgers. They had Joe McFly go to Bear Burger and eat. All of them. He came back so full. He said it was delicious. He was mumbling Bear Burger in his sleep on the yesterday. If you uh, if he, you get true thing. if you get a spare moment, watch Joe's McFly goes to Bear Burger. Okay, something to eat for everyone. Yeah, they're a burger joint, but they aren't the type to be bogged down by labels. Menus filled with options for everyone, regardless of dietary preferences. Whether you're 100% vegan or you think ketchup is a vegetable, they're not going to judge you. There's only one dietary restriction you'll be limited to. Food that's made to taste great. Mm. They got their Bear Burger Kitchen plus Bar Happy Hour in the new best is the best in New York City, 12 to 7, Monday through Friday. Yeah, that's the Happy thing. Happy Hour. That was the thing they were pushing in Joe's video. Like, not just a burger joint anywhere. They got a nice, nice setup there. Happy Hour, blow off some steam. All food <laughs> items, $9.95 in New York City at their Happy Hour, Monday through Friday, 4 to 7. Two Nashville sliders, six PBRs, and a martini, all for under $20. That's pretty damn good. Mm. All right, so thanks to Bear Burger, I just got hungry. I'm, I'm so also hungry. hungry for some Juan Soto talk, oh. Jake. Jim, I'm in. Know, let me tee this up, if you don't mind. Wanna know why? <clears throat> you tee it up. Jim, you're excited for this. I want to preface that I don't think the Yankees are going to trade for Juan Soto. Okay. But you think there's a possibility? I think they should. There's a lot of times that there's rumors around baseball. You, you people have heard us here probably talking baseball. You got to sift through a lot of stuff. Like, let's be completely honest. There's agents that have agendas. There's teams that have agendas. We just went through the whole Aaron Judge contract stuff that ended with <laughs> Brian Cashman on the stage saying, here's what we offered. Uh, the Nationals <laughs> kind of had a similar thing happen. And... It seems like Juan Soto will not be a Washington National, or he's going to end up being a free agent. And if you're the Nationals, and Juan Soto goes to free agency... Well, free agency is not for two years. Right. Two and a half, two and a half years. Right. This, this, this season, two more years. Yes. They can trade Juan Soto and get a king's ransom, yep. and the team doesn't currently have a timeline. Like, they won the World Series. They made a couple bad yeah. signings. Buster said they wanted major league-ready 
the report is they want Major League ready in return. I trust Buster. With trust that. Buster. And teams have wanted that. And that doesn't mean Major Leaguers. It just means... I, like, I, was, I wasn't shrugging at Buster. I was shrugging at the Nats. They yes. have to get the best offer. I, whether that's... But Peraza is Major League ready. <clears throat> right. In, in that term. So anyway... Juan Soto, I, the reason I want to talk about this is because I, all the conversations I've seen, I, 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 don't, I don't even understand. They're outpacing themselves conversationally. Okay. They're going way too far from Yankees fans on, on Reddit, on Twitter, and all this. Uh, and stop thinking about what it means about re-signing him. You, you don't have to re-sign him at all or even, or even yeah. worry about it. You're saying the first thing is you can get two and a half years this season, two more years of a cheap generational talent. What's his ARB going to be? It's going to get up to what judges right now. Yeah, it's going. It's going to twenty. It's going to be real numbers. Yes, but uh, but, but just it's a that short conversation term. is down yeah. the road, yeah. and adding Juan Soto for what he's going to cost this and next year. What? Trap middle finger, do you? Oh, TV. Yes, network. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, what Juan Soto will cost this year, next next year, what Juan Soto will cost next season, yeah. and then in 2024, doesn't affect the judge offer at all. Chapman's coming off the books. Britain's coming off the books. Money's coming off the books. And they offer judge a ton of money already with that money off the books, like this wouldn't, it doesn't, the math doesn't get messed up with Juan Soto for the next two years does not affect the judge offer at all. And then you get to, do you want to extend Juan Soto? And even more comes off the books by that time comes around and it's still not affected. You, it, it, it's really, there's no math crunch here about getting him for the next two years at all and still signing judge for what he's worth. And then when you get to the next step, it still can work out. The Yankees' best window is when they have Judge locked. Judge, hopefully he comes back, but they have Cole, they have Stanton, they have Glaber, they have DJ, they have some more pitchers, they can get more pitchers, like Savvy's gonna be back next year. That's the window you attack for. So it makes too much sense to try and get them. Do I think they're gonna get them? No. Do I think they should try? Yes, and I think they will try. So I am in full agreement on the first part. Uh, if you can get Juan Soto for two years, and we'll get into the prospect and package side of it, um, and it would be it would be a doozy. Um, <laughs> if you have a friend that's really into prospects, it, it would hurt their soul. And we can there's there's some, we'll get there. Uh, for two years, Juan Soto, two and a half years, it, you you do whatever the trade is. Really, uh, it, you know, you do whatever the trade is. He's a generational player. He's still 20, he's 23. Like, go look at his stat page. I know this season he's kind of been meh. He kind of did that into the All-Star break last year, and then he basically one dot would for like two months. He or doesn't something. get any pitches to hit. He's on a terrible team. He's on a terrible team. Juan Soto. Put him between Judge and Stanton and see the pitches he gets to hit. In, in the last three weeks, he's gotten his numbers back to where he's been safe. Right. Like he he's, led the league in walks. There's, I, when I say Juan Soto's numbers aren't, where they are, it's, it's superhuman. Like he's he's judge, like judge's MVP pace is Juan Soto's normal. To tell you his on base percentage, people don't know. They haven't followed Juan Soto. <clears throat> At 19 years old in 2018, his on base percentage was 406. The next year it was 401. 
In 2020, in the shortened season, it was 490. Last year, a full season, 465. This year, 405. Now, part of that is he has no protection. You face the Nationals right now. Your game plan is... Let's walk Juan Soto. And yeah. he's so mature and like for his age that he's fine. Walk me. I don't care. Hitting-wise, he's so mature. If you haven't seen the clip of him kind of taunting Will Smith the other day, pretty good because Will Smith was literally told to walk him with the bases loaded. Yeah, I mean, Will Smith did call him an MF-er. So <coughs> right. He was the immature And we're having person. fun and yeah. he was being silly on the field. I, I <clears throat> His, what he does at the plate is special, generational, all-time. The Yankees are in their window. That's been a big conversation with us now. You go get Juan Soto for these two and a half years, and you say roll the ball out there. I will say this. I think the way that we've seen the recent Yankees operate, I don't think they would give Judge the massive bag and give Soto, when it's time, uh, an extension bag that he's going to get, which could be north of $500 million. But that's fine. It's still, that you let Soto walk. That is fine, I would say, and where things maybe get kind of interesting and edgy, if, let's say they do it. They trade for Aaron Judge, and there goes... Soto. Or they trade for Soto. What, they trade for Judge? They trade for Soto, and there goes... Volpe, Dominguez, Clark Schmidt, Waldachuk, and... Two other prospects. Holy smokes, it happened, guys. Juan Soto comes over. You put him in the lineup. I think what would be interesting is Aaron Judge is going to free agency. Are the Mets going to give him a crazy offer? Is another team going to give Judge a crazy offer? Is so could Soto be like Judge Insurance if he gets the crazy offer? No, what you do is you have Soto there, and you say, Judge. We just won the World Series. Judge, we just lost the World Series, but we have Soto for two more years. We have Cole here. We have your crew here. We're going to give you this much money, and we're going to give you $30 million for this blah, blah, front load it, front load it, and we're going to give you an opt-out when Soto's a free agent. And if we, at that point, you want to opt-out and get more money again, or, you know, you've won your World Series with the Yankees and you want to change up, opt-out and get more money. And then you just say, Judge, let's attack this window. But we have Soto, Stan, Cole, all these people. We're going to get you exactly what you're worth. And then if you want to stick around, there's more years. Otherwise, put the opt-out. Players love opt-outs. Correa just did that with the Twins. And you just sell it as, look at the fucking team we have for the next three years. Yeah. I mean, hey, I, again, the, the other team that scared me from the start, the day Judge turned it down, with Steve Cohen and the Mets, the richest owner. The Mets have a pretty good squad right now. Yep. So I, I just, you know, that, that sounds nice. And here's what I'll finish with. If any of that becomes a conversation, that is fantastic news because we've traded for a guy who is on the trajectory to be one of the best hitters of all time. Yeah. The reason Jimmy said those on-base numbers, young hitters don't do that. There's a lot of young... There's young hitters that have come up and been good, special. Julio Rodriguez is doing it right now. On-base percentage is the one thing that there's like a age-time correlation. Juan Soto's past that. Um, and if you put him in Yankee Stadium with the Yankees lineup, it's the World Series. I'm just looking at it. Like Rizzo will be off the books by the time Soto's a free agent. So that's 16 mil annually. Donaldson will be off the books by the time he's a free agent. That's 21 mil coming off. So you're looking at, you know, close to 40 there with 
Chapman being off, that's 16. And Britain being off, that's 14. You're looking at so much money coming off the books that I, I still think, I haven't done the math, but I didn't get time. Someone did it, I couldn't find the tweet. You could pay like both of them a ton of money and it's, it would work. It's not like they can't have both. They would just need to fill out the rest of the team and be more smart and scrappy and find the fill-ins, which they like doing. And that's, it, it just, I mean, how much are, do you give, do you give Matt Carpenter 25 million next year? Probably. Um, no, it's just uh, the other side of that equation would be the Juan Soto package that if you're starting to think like that, you're going to deplete your farm system. Like the Yankees. Oh, fucking the, deplete. And the Yankees would go to the worst farm system, but you'd, you'd you know, have the guys. future of the Yankees would be. That's the other thing. The interesting thing here. Man, I, I don't, I haven't looked in. I haven't seen a lot of this. I don't know if there's people hugging prospects for two and a half years of Juan Soto. I really hope not. I would trade. There's a lot of people tweeting like old top 10 prospect lists today. They're like, guys, th- look at the top 10 list two years ago for the Yankees. Like, do you really believe in all of these? We just two, found out that two. they didn't trade for Machado because they wouldn't give up Justice Sheffield, who most scouts said was going to be a back of the rotation or bullpen guy. So I don't even know if I believe that report. But they didn't trade for Cole because they didn't want to give up Clinton and Duhar. Now, the, now, I am not of the ilk that Cashman prospect hugs because he has traded more prospects that – we're supposed to be pan out than any like any team like there's lists of it if you go through all the top guys they had that were ranked um pitchers other people in like their their top five prospects he's traded a lot in the last couple years justice sheffield being one of them chance adams was rated high rutherford all those guys from the 17 18 19 trades i would clint frazier i would trade one of the shortstops, and I would trade the Martian straight up. I mean, the, the, like, if he turns into three years of Juan Soto, that's incredible odds. I'd trade him, I would, like, in the blink of an eye. Same with one of the, one of the shortstops. Right. Like, if that's the start of the package for two and a half years of Juan Soto, it's the easiest move. Jim, you know I'm always saying this. you got to crack a few eggs to make an omelet. You are saying that a lot. Too much in LA. Yeah. People are getting worried. Yeah. Not an omelet town. There's trading prospects. A, there's a couple times in MLB history where teams have been burnt, that the prospects have come back and they've been great players. And you can Google it and it's, oh, that's a fun fact. There is so many times when the prospects haven't been anything and they haven't hurt you. They are actual lottery tickets. They're uh, long shots. Some of them, you know, if you're trading for a top 10, top 25 prospect, yes, baseball's gotten better scouting-wise that there's not a lot of guys that are total misses. The Jesus Monteros, guys like that. It's Juan Soto. Like, it's uh, yeah. it, it, Jason Dominguez's best, let's say his best-case scenario is... Uh, a, a, an all-star outfielder. It's almost impossible that he would be as good as Juan Soto. Juan Soto's 23. Like, like yes. It's 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 near impossible. It's the odds are slim that he's going to be an all-star. The odds are are medium that Jason Dominguez will become like a starting MLB player. And the odds that Juan Soto is going to be good for the next two and a half years. About a thousand percent. It's a safe bet. Yeah, I would go to DraftKings 
And I would bet that. And you can do that, maybe. Probably not that exact bet, but you can take the risk-free bet. And uh, they're giving new customers risk-free bet up to $1,000. Make your first bet up to $1,000. If it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. Oh. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JOHNBOY. Make sure your first deposit. Make your first deposit. Get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code JOHNBOY only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And also... Uh just throwing this in there. Go check out uh, Baseball Today on AMP. Uh, if you haven't checked out any of our stuff on AMP, it's Chris Rose, Trevor Plouffe, and with, especially with like trade season coming, they go every day, uh, Monday through Friday, Friday. Download the AMP app and use code Baseball Today. Uh, go check it out, it's really fun. You can interact, people can join live and you become a part of the show, ask some questions, whatever you got. This is the time of year you're going to want to do that. Hearing Chris Rose talk about trade stuff, I mean, that's, that's hearing it from the horse's mouth. Yes. And I said this at the start. I still know that people are just going to read the headline or whatever. I don't think the Yankees are going to get one Soto. I think he's going to have a lot of options. I don't even know if I'd bet that he gets traded during the season. It might be – it seems so complicated that it would be an off-season trade. But the Nationals leaked. They, they, the Nationals made an offer they knew he was going to turn down because the AAV is not great and they're paying in deferments. They knew that he was going to turn that down so they could leak the headline. Juan Soto turned down $400 million. What are we going to do? He doesn't want to be here. I guess we'll trade him and get packages. Like It's a very calculated move by the Nationals, so they are shopping him. That's clear. I don't know if the timeline is you know uh, three weeks to get it done. I don't think he's going to the Yankees. If I was Brian Cashman the Yankees, I would offer, I would say, you know, one of the shortstops and three others. We don't care who you take. I mean, I would say. <laughs> Both shortstops? No, I, I would say we want to keep one of the shortstops, take whoever else you want. Yeah. Like, clear, clear the cabinets. Yeah. It's Juan Soto. Like, we, we kind of need a shortstop of the future. Sorry, Nats. Uh, you, hey, pick your guy. Who do you like? I, don't, I almost don't care. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the Nationals are in the power position. I, I think they've done this to get offers at the deadline, and you, they're going to hope a team panics. And if they give them a godfather offer, I think they're prepared to make that move. That was kind of the first steps that we saw with those reports. I do think it's probably an off-season thing because the, the package and prospects you're going to get back, I really don't think this deadline would change it too, too much unless you are truly the Yankees or Dodgers or a team that, you know, has the World Series sauce this year, then, yeah, give the extra prospect to try to win a World Series with one of the best players in baseball this year. I don't know. Call me old-fashioned. Call me old-fashioned. You're old-fashioned. I'm not. You are in some ways. Like, you're not good at with technology. Horrible with technology. You're bad at directions. Yes. You're pretty good. You're getting better. Thank you. General awareness of, like, where did we come from? I got to find my car. That's not your skill set. No car. That's why. Okay, so there you go. There you have it. Thanks for watching. We love you. Goodbye. Stay, go Yanks. We'll do some Jeter stuff at some point. Again, there'll be their own video. I, I, watched, <laughs> I watched the second half and then the first half. Uh, a little wonky LA night with Joe's McFly. That's, they always say if you're watching a new documentary, go at it that way. You turn it to yourself. Ho. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.